0: Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com, drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Bauman. Coming up on today's episode, Colby Cohen and I are joined by interim general manager Kyle Davidson to discuss his new role, his adjustment to the general manager's seat with the interim tag, his autonomy to make big decisions in the role, Derek King's turnaround of the team, and much more. All that coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. We are joined today, uh, a special guest, someone, Colby and I, you you and I have been talking since uh, I think the second episode we've done this season about having Back on the show because we had him on the show late last year. Uh, But things have changed since we first had that (laughs) goal. Uh, He's gone from. That was an
1: episode that I so rudely interrupted when Kyle was uh, filming this show last year in the spring and I rudely <laughs> joined the the Zoom chat a little bit too early and I, I ruined the whole interview. So I had we'll to, have a second chance at it today.
0: I had to stop and say, Kyle, this is someone we know. He's okay. He's not someone bombarding, <laughs> but Kyle Davidson, uh, interim GM now. Of course, a lot has happened in the last six, seven weeks, but uh, first off, Kyle, thanks for some time today. Uh, how are you settling into the role and and everything that's gone down uh not only your role coaching change team starting to bounce back play better on the ice i mean uh, i imagine there hasn't been a ton of uh, full eight hour nights of sleep in the last (laughs) six weeks or so but uh how are you doing
2: yeah i know well first of all thanks for having me thanks for having me again yeah um yeah you're right it's been it's been quite the quite the month and a half or however long it's been since I've, I've assumed the new role and, um, you know, a lot of adjustments going on, uh, both on and off the ice. There's a lot of change, uh, both on and off the ice. So it's, it's, it's definitely been interesting, but, uh, within the last two, three weeks, I've really found my rhythm, found my, um, my groove and, and feeling a lot more, uh, grounded and, and, um, and and steady in in the day-to-day operation so it's been it's been uh, an adjustment period but it's been really uh positive and really um really good to uh uh get the get the train back on the tracks here i kind of want
1: to go back with you a little bit kyle um you know we we get a chance to talk so often and and uh, it's been really interesting, sort of learning about some some of the ins and outs of the evaluating processes and the cap stuff, and you know just various things you and I have have talked about, um, even in your previous role as assistant general manager. But you know, I kind of want to know when your phone rang and you learned that you know the Wirtz family had the confidence in you to become the next you know general manager, and. You know, whether it's interim or not, it, it's still you're the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks right now, which is it's just incredible. I mean, for anybody to, to get to hold that title, it's one of the most coveted positions in sports, period. So when you got that phone call, you know, what, what was that like for, you know, for you to to get thrusted into that line of work and that that job title?
2: It, yeah, it was it was quite the shock. Obviously, one um, you know some pretty tough circumstances that 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 uh, you know preceded that, and and why I was taking the role, uh, no doubt about that. But once once a couple of days went by, and you start settling in, you you do realize what a, a special opportunity it is, and what a significant uh, responsibility you've been you've been given, and so it, very thankful to the Danny and Rocky and the whole Words family for. Entrusting me with with that it at, at that given time, which um, you know, it was a big decision for them, and for them to call my name was was very special, and so that was great. Um, but you're right; it's uh, any you get to sit in the general manager seat of any team, it, it's it's pretty special, it's pretty unique, and and you're very lucky to have that opportunity. Being in Chicago is, you know, I, I've been here for the better part of eleven years, and and to Get to lead the charge here with within the hockey operations department is, is is very exciting. Very, it's it's a huge honor and just to be given the the opportunity as a general manager in the NHL is is something really really special and something that I've I've really coveted and 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 uh, appreciate the opportunity to be a uh, to be part of.
1: Yeah, and it hasn't exactly been like you were handed. Uh, a softball either i mean the 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 ball's coming in about 120 miles an hour it's like randy johnson's on the mound throwing (laughs) absolute gas i mean and you make some decisions uh, on personnel on coaching uh, and you've really steered this team uh back in the right direction over the last you know 45 days or whatever it's been month and a half i think we said not an easy thing to do um you know Carter, you you made a joke about sleepless nights in, in the Davidson household. I mean, your phone plan. I'm guessing you had to upgrade it to to take more calls and more text messages. And you're, you're Are obviously, we living in
0: 2005, Colby. Oh yeah, that's true. The unlimited
1: <laughs> the unlimited data plan. You know, but um, you know, just w- what's been the biggest. Change for you, Kyle, and in your day to day. You mentioned settling into the role, but you know what's the one thing I guess that that surprised you the most? That maybe even you know we don't know about the fans don't know about about you know being the captain of this ship and and steering this team as a general manager.
2: Yeah, I think I think the one thing that really surprised me was the number of directions I was being pulled and the number of people reaching out that that do need your time, and it's not um these people are reaching out not for any other reason than you, they just need guidance they need um some some direction on on how you want them to uh to proceed in in different areas of the operation and but the volume of of incoming requests was was something that really caught me off guard i don't know if uh, i didn't i didn't necessarily not foresee that but once you're actually in it and and seeing the amount of Of things coming your way that was definitely surprising um it's once you get used to it and and figure out how how to manage and 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 delegate your time and and also delegate responsibilities to others you find your you find your rhythm but that was the thing that that came up initially was just wow from overnight you go from having your your, your responsibilities and which are which are significant and not down, downplaying what I had been doing before but once you step into the general manager seat, it's the, the, the workload and the responsibility of where you're needed and who, who needs some of your time goes up exponentially and um, and the, the, so that was that was definitely the biggest adjustment for me. So who bothers you the most? I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, <laughs> so that's why no you're comment. slower to respond to text messages these days. Does your wife remember what you look like? Does she get a chance to see you every now and again? Or is that uh here and there, yeah. About? Here and there. It's
2: the odd dinner. Okay, yeah, yeah. the odd yeah. dinner. Yeah. You're
1: doing the dishes now for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I'm doing of the your absentee, that's you're, right. you're you're on the dishes. That's right.
0: <laughs> a lot of people look at the the interim tag that you have, and, and Colby referenced it, but when you took this position, it was a lot of conversation of, well, just how much free reign do you have? And I think we found that out relatively quick with the progression of the team, you making uh, the decision and, and talking about right away after making the coaching change, relieving Jeremy Colleton, bringing Derek King up, the trust that the Words family put in you to make that decision. I mean, you've made call-ups, sending people down, waiver transactions in, in the last couple weeks. I mean... You, you seem to have the full reign here, the full trust and, and the ability to do as you see fit to write this team and, and things seem to be going in the right direction. I mean, how autonomous, I mean, have you been able to be in this role and, and beyond what maybe an interim tag traditionally might bring?
2: Yeah, I think I think the what I've been able to do and some of the things I have done are, you know, I'm executing the role as if, I didn't have the interim tag, and that you kind of have to. Though, yeah, right? I think you have to. I don't think I don't think there's you can't be tentative in these in these positions, and you can't sit back and and let things come and go without taking action. I think when when action is required, you need to take action, and you need to uh, be proactive about trying to either improve what you feel needs to be improved or change what you feel needs to be changed, and whether that's the the coaching decision. Uh, players i don't think anything is necessarily off the table and uh, continue to evaluate what's ne- needs to be done and nothing is nothing's nothing's off the table uh, with respect to what i'm able to do or what they they've entrusted me to do if if it's for the betterment of the team either short term long term i've got the the authority to do that and i intend on executing on on those things so um, it, there's it w- in terms of of what I can do and the uh, leeway that they've given me, I, I can't I can't say more about the trust that that they've they've put in me to help uh, you know execute my day to day as I see fit.
1: And I think one of the impressive things, Kyle. I mean, you're about 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have. We we got to have this conversation a couple weeks ago, and I'll, I'm going to leave the players' names out of this. But I think the understanding that you have for this generation of of, of players and people um, is different because of your age. Um, you know, obviously, your brain is probably much smarter than most, but. Um, you know, we, you hey, and I you, talked about you taking a
0: shot at me, Colby. Yes, Carter, okay. that is directly <laughs> aimed
1: at you. But, um, you know, we, we were talking during a call up situation, how you're staying in touch with certain prospects and players and your communication lines. And I think I remember saying, you know, to you and then even thinking like, wow, I, I would have gone such a long way for me if I had I been in that situation as an American League player and just your understanding for these guys because again like you're not 60 years old you know you're you're you you grew up in the same era you watched a lot of the same players you came through obviously you've made your way up the the ladder here with the Blackhawks um you know fast and furious but i just think You know, something that I've noticed that has been really interesting and cool to see and sort of something I wish I would have had more as a player is that communication that you have and understanding that you have for these guys, what the day to day is like, you know, what all these things are like. And they're all going through with young families, having kids, you know, dealing with different things that, you know, real life situations that aren't super foreign with you because you're you're living it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, would, would that be something we can expect to see from you and your management style, like that communication, that open line, um, sort of having that understanding for people because you're you, you're one of them and you act like it.
2: Yeah, I think I, mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with one of your last comments there is that they're people. Of course, a lot of times we all know their names and they 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 have a very interesting, desirable job as players. But in the end, they're all people and they all have feelings and these jobs while extremely desirable and and um and and prominent are not easy. They're not easy jobs whether they're it's it's a younger player that's trying to make his way, whether it's an established player that's um that's that's in the NHL. These are not easy jobs and and as someone who likes to think I like to think that I lead with with you know not only the players, but also our front office employees and their best interests at heart. You know, I think you have to lead with empathy and, in some cases, sympathy, and and just be there as um, a boss, but also as a friend, because you know this is not every day is an easy day, and not every day is um, is easy street. And so, in the event there's there's something that comes up that's that's tough to deal with, you have to be there to support. To explain and to uh, help help them understand what's going on. Um, if if you have to make a tough decision that involves them, if they're going through something that's difficult, just be there and be available. And and in the event that um, you're making a decision that might impact them and might uh, have uh, you know what they perceive to be a negative uh, impact, whether it's a player going down or whatever whatever it may be, I think they deserve the explanation. They deserve the rationale. And that's my opinion. That's that's how I uh, w- approach it because I think if I was on the other end, I would want that. And so I put myself in their shoes and 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 react accordingly, given my position. So, you know, I think th- I, I never want to lose uh, lose uh, sight of the fact that they are people as well. I, you know, it's like I said, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy life in most cases. It's it's a very um, f- Cool position that a lot of people would love to be NHL players or NHL prospects, but there's difficulties along way along the way that um, not everyone sees, and so you have to be there to to support in that because uh, you know the easier some of those um, those valleys are for them that as a professional player, I think it will allow allow them to bounce back and and either develop. Or, or, or come back harder or want to play for the team if, if they respect how how they're being treated. So it all goes into the mix, and I think it's all, all born out of how I would want to be managed. Well, and,
1: I, you know, as someone who goes sort of between business and hockey all the time as a broadcaster, sometimes I'm on the road with the team, sometimes I'm not, and I'm here in the office and I'm doing stuff with the marketing department or the communications department or the hockey department – you know, I can tell you there's definitely been a an atmosphere created that has a very family like feel to it, um, you know, from end to end. And as a player who got sent down from multiple training camps, was called up, sent down multiple times, called up and healthy scratched, sent down in healthy. I mean, you know, traded. I can tell you that you know, having that level of communication and and openness from your boss because the general manager Mm -hmm. is your boss. um, It totally reframes the mind of a young player because I I just I know I've been there and I know what it feels like to be sent down without any communication or cut from training camp and, um, you know, feel like the coach, you know, didn't really have any time for you and, You know, you just you can you can feel a difference and that totally reframes your mindset. So I think the proof is in the pudding, Kyle, because I've seen what players that you have brought down, sent down, brought up. I've seen the progressions and I speak to the coaches in the American League and they tell me the attitudes that the guys come down with are really good. And that starts with the conversations that you're having with them. Um, and you know, so I can just tell tell you that, uh, from my position, I, I see that and I hear that from players. I hear it from our coaches in the American league. So it's not lip service. It's, it's the reality of what's been going on here, Carter. And, you know, it's impressive for someone who takes over in their first opportunity at the helm at, at a young age, um, you know, with new ideas and, 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 and all these sort of, uh, different ways that, you know, Kyle and everyone's going to look at things. So it's been cool to be able to be a part of it, even peripherally and sort of in and out. And, you know, I, I know you sit in a little bit of a different seat, Carter, but uh, it certainly has an energy around here. And and look, we're, what, eight and four in our last 12 games. Look no farther than the decision you make, Kyle, to, you know, when you have to make that tough change at coach, which everybody hates firing people. Nobody enjoys that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you went a little outside of the box with Derek and and look at your understanding for what the group needed and look what it's led to.
0: Well, that's perfect. Almost a perfect segue. It's like you're reading my mind, Colby. But talking about Derek King, you you mentioned the human element and relating to these people. That was the number one thing he came in on day one, said, these guys are tight. Look, everyone in the organization have been through a lot in the last six weeks at that point by the time he started. That was his number one thing of let's just loosen up, like let's take that stress away, let's let's treat these players as, as human beings and recognize what they've gone through. I think in the weeks since, you've seen that stress, but you've also seen what he's been able to do as a coach. He'll be the first one to tell you that it's not him, it's the players. But at a certain point, it is a little bit of what he's doing and that attitude he has in the room and, and what he's brought. How have you seen that translate since that uh, transition took place and especially as as Colby said over the last couple of weeks with an eight and four record staying in some of these games even if that you are losing and playing really good teams in the process
2: as well yeah it's you know the the progress under Derek has been great and I think I think there's um, it, there's always some benefit in a new voice but sometimes it's how that new voice uh communicates and and Derek is a very um a relatable guy to anyone and um I think he likes to keep things light he likes to keep things uh upbeat and and that's not to say there's not a level of accountability that goes on that that's that comes with the territory of being the coach of any team, we wouldn't be eight and four if he wasn't a ca- holding player accountable. Correct. I mean, that's just, Yeah, this is the NHL. So that's right. And so, with that being said, there's still a level of he's able to make the players feel light and comfortable, and and create an atmosphere that's much more conducive to um, having players bounce back after maybe a tough period or a tough game or shift, what have you that that air of i i I hesitate to use the word fun but that air of of uh light uh light-hearted you know nature or or fun whatever it may be is just something that allows allows for um players to to feel more comfortable and to feel more maybe able to express themselves on the ice or off the ice and just and just um keep things keep things more light and so you know whether whether it's it's uh, you know in the in the room or on the ice in practice, he's able to communicate uh, effectively. Guys are buying into it, and you're seeing the results on the ice. And you know a few changes in in how we do things, but uh, you know I think I think Derek was exactly what we needed at that time, and that was part of the the calculus that went into making the change and, and selecting Derek as part of that change. So it's, it's been great. It's um, it's obviously the results have been much better, which uh, when you're winning, everyone likes to, you know, you buy into, to the message. And so that that's uh, been great. But um, Derek's personality is just, it was so, it was everything that we needed at that time, I believe. And, and outside of being a good hockey mind and, and a good hockey coach, his personality was just a perfect fit, so it was it was, um, you know, it was the right direction that I thought we needed to take, and it's borne some success so far. So, well,
1: I think I think fun is a fair fair thing to say, and I yeah, kinda, it's
2: it's kind of I feel like fun is a little bit of an overused word sure. and a mm-hmm. little bit uh, of, maybe too light. It's or, it's too but, but look, yeah because this is this is a serious business, but you're still playing a sport, so there it has to be an element of fun in it. Um, so I, I just hesitate at, to use that word a little bit, but, but look at I, Mark, I get it. Look
1: at Marc-Andre Fleury. Look at the yes. smile
2: he always has on his face,
1: especially in the last month. That guy looks like he's having fun. Seth Jones is playing 29 minutes a night and seventh in the NHL in shot blocks, along with leading our team in points or right up there. He smiles a lot on the ice. During pregame skate this morning, the first drill or two went by, and it was a little quiet out there, and then the guys started howling a little bit and banging their sticks. Guys are smiling a lot, and, you know, winning is fun. I think everybody knows that, but you need to have fun putting the recipe together to win, and the guys, you know, are just enjoying themselves more, and a lot of that starts with you. Because you're you're at the top, and then it goes to Derek and the staff of of him and Crow, and there's accountability, but you can have fun and be accountable at the same time, and that is an atmosphere that guys have responded to really well, and it has started with your decisions, and it has carried through Derek's and Crow's, and and right on through the the leaders of the team, and I mean, again, Mark Andre Fleury is going for his 500th win tonight. Um, and that guy's smile touches his ears it's so big. I mean he he has this contagious fun, at, you know, personality that rubs off on everybody else and it's important. I mean guys like coming in every day right now. They can't wait to get their gear on for practice or for games and that's why guys are sacrificing their bodies on a nightly basis you know whether it was ian mitchell the other night eating a puck off of his back in the ranger game um because we had a fa- you know backing up his teammate on a failed clear like they're f- having a good time and so they're doing the things that suck about playing they're eating pucks off their feet and their backs and they're i mean it it's it, it's important and it's it's been a huge change
0: over the last month and a half carter for sure and you talk about Marc-Andre Fleury. Just uh, a weird scheduling quirk because the team goes right back out of town on Wednesday after a home game against the Rangers. Probably by the time you're listening to this, the Rangers game is over. So it's, gonna cha- it's tough. I'm, cha- I'm going to challenge you, Carter, to get this out before <laughs> that. There's your challenge. I'll do my best. You know, It's a game day, though. We're, we're all focused on the game. You touched on Marc-Andre Fleury going for win 500. Not that we're trying to bury the lead tonight because that would would be the lead if the team is able to win against the Rangers by the time you're listening to this show. But that's just the circumstances behind it. So we'll have plenty of coverage when that happens because, Colby, by the time you and I talk next, hopefully it will have happened at at some point. But what has it been like having a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury on this team this season? I know we've talked about how it all went down and, and bringing in the veteran voice um, in the off-season, has he been everything you thought he could be, especially over the last over the last month, and just what he's brought to this team in terms of not only what he does on the ice, but the veteran leadership, the guidance for, to Kevin and the smile at all times of the day, the blocking every single puck in practice, no matter who is shooting it or how late in the drill. I mean, what's it been like to have a future Hall of Famer like that on this roster?
2: No, I, anytime you can add someone to your team with those credentials and also who carries them themselves the way that he carries himself is he's a consummate professional whether he's on the ice in the locker room in the hotel lobby on the plane this guy he's is the last crow. one
0: on the plane I want to point this out too. You talk about the plane. He likes to be the last one on the plane before schleps like Colby and I get on the plane. He's standing out on the tarmac waiting for us to go first. That's just who he is. That's who he is as a person.
1: Calling a schlep, bro.
0: I just I was calling myself that way and I just lumped you in because we're here (laughs) (laughs) together. I said (laughs) schlepp's like you and me, Colby. This guy's not the schlepp, he's one of the first ones on the plane for a reason.
2: I'm I'm one of the first ones on the (laughs) plane because I can't handle the cold. (laughs) That's true. That's true. No, you're right. And and that there could be a little superstition in that. And maybe he's being just a great gentleman as well. We can go either way. And but he is he is a gentleman. I won't discount that. But he he just the way he handles himself, he's an example. For everyone, staff, players, you want people to handle themselves the way that Mark Andre Fleury handles himself, and so just that example permeates throughout the locker room, throughout the staff. If if he's doing it, why shouldn't I? And so anytime you have an example like that, you it's it's at everyone's for everyone's benefit. Um, you know, on the ice, it's great to have a, poten- a, a you know, a future <laughs> Hall of Fame goalie between the pipes, and and he's played unbelievable lately. Kevin's played well too. It's great for Kevin to see how he goes, how Mark goes about his everyday business. And, um, and I think the, the players obviously, you know, you've got a goalie of that caliber uh, behind you. You're, you're feeling pretty good. So uh, he's been, he's been great. He's been awesome both on and off the ice. and And I can't speak um highly enough about his influence around around the team. So I just want to stay there for
1: one second and kind of ask you one more thing about that. You know, obviously we're we're all living in the moment here. We want to see the Blackhawks win hockey games. Now your you know your job is to look at yesterday, today and tomorrow and a year from now and five years from now. Um you know, Marc Andre Fleury comes in here on he's got a one one year left on his contract. You've got Kevin Lankin in who is this, you know, younger goalie. Um, you know, as a general manager, is that something you know you're looking for and you love to have like these these mentor types of guys to to work with the young player? Um, you know, for the future, because you, again, your job is not just today and tomorrow. You got to think about who's in net next year and the year after. And I'll tell you what, this Kevin Lankinen guy looks pretty good to me. Every time he's been in the net this year, even when the team was struggling early on, this guy was making saves. I mean, he really was. So, um, you know, does that make you sleep better at night a little bit for the future of the team uh, when you have a flurry sort of mentoring or working with or tandeming, however you want to put it, sure. with with the in Because look, goaltending is in you know, arguably the most important position in in our game.
2: Yeah, I th- again, it, it goes back to the fact that anytime you're able to bring in someone like Mark Andre Flurry, it's going to benefit everybody. And in Kevin's case, I think it's a great situation. We still get him a, a, a very positive workload, while also having someone like Flurry to lean on, whether it be questions, whether it be just through observation uh, of how of how uh, Flurry does his everyday work. It's only going to help Kevin. And uh, outside of the goalie situation, anytime you can have a veteran. That's had so much success, and and be an example to younger players. You take advantage of that. We've got that throughout our lineup right now, with uh, with almost all the positions, uh, either up front on defense and and in the net. So I think you always take advantage of those veterans that are able to show the way to the younger the younger generation and the younger players because there's always so much to learn. The learning never really stops. But when you have the people that have been there, done that. Over the years, it's only to the, the the benefit of the younger players, and like you said, when looking longer term, it's to the benefit of the organization.
0: As you look forward, and as we wrap things up here, I know we are taking a, a good chunk of your game day. Uh, I'm sure. I hope we're not keeping you from any nope, phone good. calls or anything else going on. I'll but get back to it. It's all good. They can wait. They can That's wait for right. Colby and That's me, right? right? No. Uh, as you look long term. It, it, this I feel like for general managers this is kind of an interesting point of the season because you have the start of the season, you're evaluating what's going on, um, unique situation, obviously. Then everyone looks at like the trade deadline as the big busy season when everything's happening. We're sitting here December 7th. What are, what are the next weeks and, and months look like for this team? What are you looking for this group to not only build this year, trying to claw back into a playoff hunt, but looking for the future, I mean, what what are you keeping your eyes on as we go through the next uh, little while here until some of those big pillars hit that everyone looks at from the outside? But internally, what's on your mind?
2: Uh, right now, what's on my mind is just winning some hockey games. I think um, through that, we just want to see – again, we've got a, a, a coach that's – he's very new. Um, I think everyone feels like they know Derek and he's been here for a while just – you know, uh, he makes you feel that way. He does. Yeah. He brings you right in and, and, and you feel like, you know, him and, and he's been here for a while, but he is new and he's new with the players. And so I think we have to give uh, the group some runway on that. The, say, uh, am I saying that there won't be any changes? No, that's, there's always the potential for that. But in, in the immediate term, it's, it's trying to win some hockey games, trying to play some good hockey, reestablish an identity a little bit. And, and we'll through that we will learn, um, and I will learn what I believe is the best course moving forward. Um, you know where that ends up and what um, what form that takes moving forward remains to be seen. But it, right now, it's just let's let's play some good hockey. Let's let's all get um, uh, on the right track and 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 try and put some wins on the board. So that's the focus right now. Uh, there's there's not too much beyond that, other than um, other than just constant evaluation and, and trying to have some success. So, well, thank
0: you for the time today. Uh, thank you for the insight, the openness, honesty. We got that from you last time too, but a little bit of different circumstances today. And it's always uh, always great having you on and just in picking your brain. I think you're a bright young mind in this game, um, and it's very obvious why you've been entrusted with this role from the moment that things started to go down earlier in the season. So it's been, been great talking to you, uh, great catching up as always, and uh, we'll let you get back to your phone and, and the much more important things that happen in your day.
2: No, you guys are important, and I appreciate you, uh, you having me on. Thanks. That
0: will do it for this week's episode. For Colby Cohen, I'm Carter Baum. Special thank you once again to Kyle Davidson for his time on a game day. A great conversation with him. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive, quick and take drive.